In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. It's time for Motherhood Talk Radio, the most powerful voice in women's issues today, with Sandra Beck and Christy Holly. Ladies, Motherhood Talk Radio is here to give you a powerful platform by giving you interesting, inspiring, and influential information as you navigate everything from childcare to corporate formation. Motherhood Talk Radio has interviews with best-selling authors, gurus of happiness, and women of interest who every single day make our world a better place for our families. Motherhood Talk Radio, powered by Motherhood Incorporated, is on the air now. Moms, this really is your show. Motherhood Talk Radio. And now, here are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Christy Holly. Hey, this is Sandra here at Motherhood Talk Radio, and I'm here with my lovely co-host, Christy Holly. Christy, how are you doing today? I'm good today. Better this week than last week? Absolutely. We had a happiness show last week. Do you feel happier as a result of having that show? I do. I do. Mm-hmm. I had some time and to think about things, and I'm, I'm happy. <laughs> You're happy. Was there anything you remember from last week that, like, stuck in your head? or It doesn't have to, but it would be nice. Well, I just put myself first a little bit more this week, and, and that helped everything else. Well, and you have how many kids? I have three. And how old are they? Two, four, and six. Two, four, and six. So probably hard to find some um, non-mommy time. Yeah, it was a little tough being that my husband worked 24-hour shifts and wasn't home. And, he's, and what does he do? He's a L.A. City firefighter. So on, on a given, you know, week, like how you're kind of like a single mom in a in a stay-at-home working mom. I don't even know how to classify you anymore. Yeah, I mean, I am part-time. I mean, I have I have some money to spend, but I'm, you know, I'm alone a lot of the time, and I don't have family that's real close that can help me out with the kids all the time. So it's me and them. So where are your kids right now as we do the radio show? Uh, they are at my house with my sister, who was able to come up and watch them today for a few hours, but... And I gotta go right back home. Right back home. Well, we would like to thank her for watching the kids today. Absolutely. And um, we have a really good show today. We have a, a very uh, dear friend of mine has agreed to be on the show, and um, she is a former stay-at-home mom. And she started her own business, uh, Beadforia. Uh, the website for that is www.beadforia.com. And you know what's so great about her is that. You know, she's so intensely creative, and, um, and she's intensely creative like she can make things. It's like, Christy, you make the most amazing cakes. You know, I have to tell you that I went to Christy's um, birthday party for her kids, like the tri-birthday party. <laughs> and uh, why do you do all three birthdays in one party? Because it's easier to get one party done. I make them their own individual cakes, so they each feel special, and it's homemade by me. But, no, it's just easier to get them all done. At one time, right now, they're really, they're young, so it's, it's okay, but pretty soon we're going to have to do three parties. 
Now, what were the three cakes you made last year? I just remember walking in and going, oh, you know, I'm such a Costco cake girl. <laughs> just go there, pick one up, slap some stuff on it, you know, put some icing on it. I don't even put it on. I just tell the girl what to write, and there's my cake. But you, you actually made these three masterpieces. I remember there was, was there a Lightning McQueen car? There was a Lightning McQueen car, which actually my sister Laura, who's watching the kids now, she decorated that one. Um, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the other one was that you make. <laughs> You're the creative one. I know. I'm so creative. I can't remember. Um, I can't really remember. Well, you know what? It doesn't matter because really the whole point is that you are creative and I'm not. And Suzanne has always walked me through going, you know, creativity takes many forms. It's because I can't do any of the motherhood creativity things. I suck at scrapbooking. You know, the Sonia who works for my company, Motherhood Incorporated, makes the most beautiful scrapbooks for me. So I look like I can scrapbook. And um, when Suzanne and I first started working together, she says, oh, you have to go to Michael's. You have to get these beads. And, and um, boy, I bought the beads and got to tell you, mm, no talent. Well, they don't do it themselves. You can't just have them. You have to actually do it having them. Well, you have to, everybody has to start somewhere. I mean, you would think you'd have some base talent, but I really didn't. Well, I have scrapbook paper, too. Do you scrapbook? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> In case I do ever. I have some paper. Right. So if the spirit moves you or your house catches on fire and you really want it to burn in pretty sparkly colors, that's why you have scrapbook paper. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I would like to introduce Suzanne. She's with us today. Suzanne Sladek-Wilson. She's coming to us from Chicago, Illinois. Suzanne, are you with us? I am. Hello, Sandra and Christy. Hi. Hey. We're so glad you're here with us today. Well, I'm very honored to be with you today. And you're so talented. You know, your sights are so beautiful, if I may say so. And um, the jewelry that you create is, is just um, it's, it's just so beautiful. And you have so much talent. And you have so much to share um, with us, which is so great, because you took what was really a hobby um, and turned it into a business. Most definitely. It was something that I had such a passion for and wanted to share with others and decided that I really needed to make that leap and bring my business beyond just the local area to more of a national platform. And Motherhood Incorporated has definitely helped me with that. Yay, good for my company. (laughs) Free plug, free plug. You know, Suzanne, tell me a little bit about yourself personally, because I really, you know, you have so many wonderful qualities, and, you know, you're a wife and mother, and, um, you know, you're also a a teacher by education, is that correct? Yes, actually, I've been married to my husband, Kevin, for almost 17 years now. I have a wonderful son, Craig, who's 11, and I am a furry mommy to two little adorable dogs, um, Coco and Lola, who are uh, my little girls in my life. I have my education from Loyola University in Chicago, and I have a degree in elementary education. Um, did some teaching for a while, and uh, when I had my son, I decided I wanted to stay home with him. So that's how I transitioned from the workforce into the home force. And we, we say that we are not just stay-at-home moms. We are all work-at-home moms because stay-at-home implies we stay at home and watch TV, which we know that is so not true. Oh, for sure, for sure. I mean, when I was a quote-unquote stay-at-home mom, I did hours and hours of volunteer work and 
was involved in community and church organizations. So definitely uh, stay-at-home is a misnomer. It is definitely a misnomer. And you raised a son and you raised a husband, if yes. I can say that. Yes, <laughs> yes for sure. Yes, I was um, friends with Suzanne's husband um, in college, and we we had a lot of fun together. Too. So to watch him over the years, you know, fall in love with Suzanne, marry her, make a family has just been just one laugh over, you know, after another for me. Oh, for sure. It's been a lot of fun. And for also sure. to uh, find out from Sandy some things that I might not have known about my husband. So, Oh, I'm good at that. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually a specialty of mine. <laughs> Um, so Suzanne, so how, how do you, um, how do you juggle your family and your business? How, how do you make all that work? Well, for me, it's a lot of it is having a schedule and making a lot of lists, which trust me before having a business, I would have thought I would never do. Um, but it's not a bad thing. Having a calendar and making lists and making sure I write everything down has definitely been a way that helps me to juggle my priorities and also to help to know, to feel a little bit more control over the chaos. Um, Also, is learning to ask for help. When they say it takes a village, it definitely does. Whether it's Kevin picking up Craig after school so I have time to prepare my supplies for teaching a jewelry making class or if it's you know, I need to ask my students to help me pack up so I can get home quicker to be with my family. You know, those kind of things um, help me juggle. Also, uh, there's a fabulous website that I've used in the past, and I think we've talked about it. It's called flylady.net. Oh, and flylady.net has some really great stuff. That's F-L-Y-L-A-D-Y.net, and yeah. um, she's got a lot of great stuff. Why don't you tell us what's on flylady.net? Well, it's about, uh, as they say, coming out of chaos. Um, and that chaos stands for can't have anyone over syndrome. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. And one of the major things that I've learned from her is that um, you can do anything for 15 minutes. And I've used that not only in my home but also in my business. By having a timer and setting it for 15 minutes, you can work on tasks and complete them in an amount of time that you wouldn't have thought whether it's writing a blog or cleaning up the kitchen, it's amazing how much you can get done in 15 minutes. It's true, but, you know, getting stuff done in 15 minutes and then having three kids pulling at you and, you know, up all night because one of your kids was sick is, um, you know, it, it makes things a lot more difficult. It does. It does. And, and learning that sometimes you have to let things go and things may not get done in the time that you would like them to, that. Being okay with that is part of juggling a family and a business. Well, and I think like one of the most important things that you've said um, so far in this first segment is, you know, being able to ask for help. I know for me that was a really hard thing for me because it was like, you know, I had to come to the conclusion that there was this admission that, you know, I can't do everything, I can't take care of everything, I need to ask for help, and, you know, I'm not very good at asking for help. But, um, you know, when you run a business and you're raising a family and you've got all these responsibilities, you know, you kind of have to, like, just suck it up and ask for help. Oh, for sure, for sure. And not um, realizing that it's a healthy choice not only for yourself but also your family. 
Absolutely, absolutely, to be able to, I mean, Christy, you called me during a radio show asking for help. We have a minute. You want to fill us in with your keys? Oh, with my keys. Well, I misplaced my keys, as we talked about last week, and I'm pointing to the screen. (laughs) Maybe. And I didn't have anybody to pick up my daughter from school, and I was freaking out, and our friend Rick. Well, oh, we love Rick. We're going to talk about Rick in the next segment because we actually we've got about uh, 15 seconds to go before break. We're going to bring uh, back Christy's fascinating key story, and um, we're going to go break right now. And we're here with Suzanne Sladek Wilson at Beadforia. Her website, if you want to check it out, is www.beadforia. B e a d p h o r i a dot com. show motherhood talk radio giving you interesting inspiring and influential information as you navigate everything from child care to corporate formation this is motherhood talk radio and we'll be right back after these girlfriended is on toginet thursdays at 10 a.m eastern 11 a.m central with your host patty wyatt and lisa jernigan this show is your chance to share learn laugh and connect with other women the girlfriended principle was born out of loss. Lisa had recently had her mother pass away from cancer, and my mom um, was murdered. A man just walking into a room and started a 23-second shooting spree. I think one of the things we both realized going through those tragedies is that you can be extremely okay and be extremely sad. Check out Girlfriended.com and then be a part of Girlfriended, the radio show, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central. You know, your boyfriend or, or your husband or whatever, they don't totally understand that emotional side to a woman like another woman does. And I think that's so important just to have mm-hmm. somebody that you go, she gets me. Check out the website, girlfriended.com. Don't miss Girlfriended with Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan. Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central on toginet.com. What's your story? Are you living it? Well, you could be. It's What's Your Story with Hillary Bilbrey. Friday mornings at 10 Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Her passion is helping others discover, create, and live their personal brands. Yep, you heard me. You have a brand. No different than Coke, Pepsi, or Nike. You are a walking, talking, living, breathing brand. You're not a logo. You're not a tagline. The choices you make become the path you take. This is your brand. Now, live your story. Your brand is not just what you say it is. It's also what others say it is. So what are you communicating? And how can you create an authentic brand? We'll take on these challenges with What's Your Story? Every week, Hillary will feature teens, moms, and organizations that are learning and living their story. Now, her passion is to help others discover, create, and live their personal brands. To find out more, go to inspiredbyfamily.com. It's What's Your Story with Hillary Bilbrey. Friday mornings at 10 Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Motherhood Talk Radio, the most powerful voice in women's issues. For more information, check out the website, motherhoodtalkradio.com. Now, let's get back to the show with your hosts, Sandra Beck and Christy Holly. Hey, moms. We're here with Christy Holly and Suzanne Sladek-Wilson, and 
we're going to be talking about creativity and jewelry make and beading. And so we want to say goodbye to the only guy that works for Motherhood Incorporated right now. <laughs> Just one of them. And um, he's played an integral part in getting this radio show together. And so we want to thank Rick for all that he does for us. Thanks, Rick. And, um, you know, he's written some mighty fine bead copy <laughs> for Suzanne's site. He has. You can see him here. He's turning red right now. Um, but so we want to thank Rick, and we want to let him go, because I'm sure he has better things to do than watch Christy and I drink Diet Coke and laugh on the phone. <laughs> so, Suzanne, back to, let's talk about creativity. Um, let's talk about creativity in moms and um when your blog, Suzanne has this really great blog. It's beadforiablog.com. And, you know, for me as a company owner and an Internet brand strategist, it's been so much fun to watch, you know, people just flock to this little blog and flock to her fan page. And, um, you know, to watch you, Suzanne, in one year bring your business to the web and bring it to such a level that it is, it's just been really amazing, and I want you to tell, to share with our um, listeners today what happened to you when we first got that major hit of um, blog traffic, and we're talking in the hundreds of people coming to her blog, you know, only a couple months after putting her business online. Can you tell me what that was like? Well, I had gotten picked up by a major newsletter, Simply Beats, and they had quoted my blog on there, and all of a sudden I saw my readership just go from, I think it was seven or eight people to all of a sudden three or 400 people checking it out. And for me, it was almost like a roller coaster ride. I knew it was coming, but the rush when I started to see those blog stacks keep going up and up and up, it was unreal. It felt really thrilling. Scary, exciting, exhilarating, you know, all at the same time. I I think I checked that blog probably 50 times that day, and I think I called you probably three, maybe four times during the day. Oh, at least, at least. Suzanne, you were like, Sandra, look at, oh, my God, look at all these people coming here. And then you're like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. (laughs) And it was very funny. But, you know, it's something that we've all felt. In fact, just recently, um, Christy has come out of the laundry room (laughs) to come on the radio show. And, you know, somehow I think drinking Diet Cokes while we do the show may not be the best thing for anxiety. But, um you know, it's really hard for us, especially if we've stayed at home for a while and we've, you know, kept the home fires burning and, you know, we've done a really good job, you know, managing our households, raising our kids, taking care of our husbands. Um, <laughs> some better at that than others. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's hard. It's hard to juggle all these things. And then you have all these new, like, new things happening and pressures because, um, you know, Suzanne, did you feel pressure at that point, pressure to perform? Oh, for sure, for sure. And because everything had been so new, I had just rebuilt the business. It had been under another name and not been very successful, and we rebranded and came out with a brand-new logo and a brand-new website, and the blog had probably only been up not even a month when it got that kind of traffic. And it did. It felt like a lot of pressure. It is a lot of pressure. It is a lot of pressure because all of a sudden you've gone from, you know, handling, you know, just a few people and um, all of a sudden now not only were people, 
you know, reading your stuff. They were commenting. They were asking questions. They were friending you on Facebook, you know, people you've never met. Um, it, it had to feel a little bit weird. Um, it did, but it was exciting at the same time. Luckily, I'm a very social person, and I love meeting people through Facebook or answering questions that people email me. I actually had um, three beers email me today with questions, and I'm always happy to answer them and enjoy interacting with others. So for me, blogging and being on Facebook and uh, being part of message boards to me is almost natural. I really enjoy it. Now, and, you know, what's interesting about the kind of the online creative community, uh, what I found, you know, not being creative and never going to any of these sites, I found it was really amazing what a, what a solid online Internet community there is of people sharing ideas, people supporting each other, people, you know, friending each other. And, you know, it's almost like this whole other world out there that I never knew existed. I knew there were, like, crafting houses, like bead stores. You go take bead classes, go to Michael's, take some of their classes. Not that I've ever taken them, but... Um, me neither. Because <laughs> he's looking at me like, no, <laughs> no not a no. chance. Not a chance. But um, there was a whole community out there, Suzanne. Were you aware of how many people were online in the jewelry and crafting business? I had some sort of an inkling, but not quite to the extent that I've now immersed myself. Um, it's amazing. And... What's great about the community is they all support each other. There isn't, I've not come across anyone who has been negative or not supportive to one another. And I think one of the real ways you can see that is if somebody seems to be going through some sort of struggle, the beating community will rally around that person and try to help them out. It's true. It's true. And it's so funny because, you know, we have this lovely producer, uh, Jill, who's producing our show uh, from Texas today, and she just sent me on the Togi Chat thing about um, her beads always end up on the floor. So <laughs> we're just going to put a shout-out to you, Suzanne, and ask, you know, this total cheese ball question. When you're beading, how do you keep your beads from ending up on the floor? Well, there's a couple ways that I do that. One is something called a bead mat. And they're very simple, about the size of a piece of paper, and they're made out of Velux, which is what they use to make hotel blankets. Oh, wow, hotel blankets. Yes. They're and clean, though, when we get them, right? Of course, of course. Same material, <laughs> not the blankets themselves. Okay. <laughs> Are those those, like, weird, foamy little, like, bizarro blankets that don't feel like a blanket? They feel like, like I don't know, something off the space shuttle? They do, but what's great is they're they're great at holding on to beads. If you drop one on there, it will not roll. Oh, so that's, that's a great way. Good and to know. That is good to know. Another thing that I've done is gone to someplace like Joanne Fabrics or a place like that, a fabric store, and bought fleece or Velux in yard form and buy three or four yards and lay it over the table and make it a big, huge tablecloth. And I use that a lot for when I have multiple people beading at once, so that way no beads end up on the floor. That is so good. So I guess you wouldn't want to use, like, silk or satin. And for those no. of you tuning in at home, that is my dog, Sally, barking her head off, and there's no way possible I can put her away. So we're all going to go, hi, Sally. Hi, Sally. We'll just hi, freak Sally. her out and make her bark. <laughs> 
But, um, yeah, so, right, so you wouldn't want to use silk or satin or lace would probably get it all, like, messed up in there. Right. But, um, you know, so you would just buy this at Joanne Fabrics? Yes. Yeah, and you can also get bead mats are on my website, www.beadforiaboutique.com, and they are just a great way to also keep the beads from hitting the ground, especially if you have animals or small children. Oh, my God, my son, Wacky, his nickname is Hoover. <laughs> he eats anything that's found on the floor, and, yeah. um, you know, a little bead would totally look like a piece of candy. What about you, Christy? Any of your kids eat stuff off the floor? Actually, yes. They would, and they do, and and so does my dog, Stella, oh. so it's a little nuts. Well, and oh, Stella, yeah. you guys, I have to tell you about Stella. Stella's how old? She's like a year old. She's a year old, and she's what breed? She's a St. Bernard or a horse. She's a St. Bernard. <laughs> she's the biggest St. Bernard, and she has no idea. She's not like, how, how much does she weigh? She probably weighs... Like 125. So just imagine this 125 pound puppy craning around Chrissy's house. She knocks me down whenever I come over because I think I'm her favorite. But, but you know, Chrissy's got a two, four, and a six year old, and they're all like, you know, just kids flying out of the way when the dog comes at them, or sometimes Stella can't stop. And right, she's nothing but love, Jill. Nothing but love in this dog. Um, but uh, I guess we all have dogs. Oh yeah, Suzanne, and- you've got two. Right. I've got, and Coco actually, um, that's my warning story is that she picked up a earring stud at a <gasps> park and swallowed it. And we call it the $800 earring, which my husband will remind me that it was more than that. Because <laughs> he ended up getting so sick, a four-month-old little puppy that swallowed an earring, and she ended up in the ER, doggy ER, and we almost lost her. So that's why I always tell people, Make sure if you drop beads on the floor and you've got little puppies or little kids that you pick them up right away. Well, and, like, not to be completely obnoxious, but what are the odds that the owner of Beadphoria would take her dog to the park to eat an earring? (laughs) Not in the home where you have, you know, tons and tons of of jewelry parts. Well, and, and that's, you know, of course at home I'm conscious of it. I wouldn't think of it in the park. That's true. You think they might eat a syringe, you know, garbage, <laughs> <laughs> depending on what city you're in. Exactly. God. <laughs> oh, well, Suzanne, that is so much fun. I mean, I just think, you know, the, and let me ask you, you've got that, those bead mats on um, beadforiaboutique.com or you can just go to beadforia.com. Um, and when we get back, I want to, from break, I want to talk to you about, like, why you came up with the name Beadforia and what it means. But how much are these bead mats? Are they expensive? They're 50 cents. Oh, what? my gosh. You're kidding. <laughs> yeah, I, I call them the um, 50 cent uh, cure to uh, backache of always and bending over and picking up the beads. Okay, well, Jill, our producer in Houston, says, I want one, but I have no beads. They got vacuumed up. <laughs> so at 50 cents, I'm going to say Motherhood Incorporated will kindly sponsor Jill in her, you know, her, her bead efforts by sending her some beads and a mat because that's, what, about a buck fifty? You know, it's practically free. You're getting robbed if you don't get one. That's exactly. right. So everyone, go to beadforiaboutique.com, go to beadforia.com, spend your 50 cents, and get the bead map. Absolutely. Yeah. 
260 North Main Street. That's where we got to send it. We will get it right out to you. We are here with Suzanne Sladek-Wilson and Christy Holly. And, yes, Jill, we will send it to Lindale, Texas. We won't forget. <laughs> Could you bring the zip code? Because that would really help. All right. We will catch you guys back after the break. Mom, here's your show, Motherhood Talk Radio, giving you interesting, inspiring, and influential information as you navigate everything from child care to corporate formation. This is Motherhood Talk Radio, and we'll be right back after these. Join Learning and Laughter with Louise every Wednesday at 9 Eastern, 8 a.m. Central on Toginet to discuss fun, fascinating, and educational topics. Each week, Louise will be talking with a variety of guests, ranging from authors, educators, parents, filmmakers, athletes, and entrepreneurs, just to name a few. You know, when it comes to learning, the sky is the limit, and so will the topics that are covered here on Learning and Laughter with Louise. Louise Sattler is a school psychologist who has worked within the fields of special education and bilingual education. She also owns a successful company, Signing Families that creates DVDs and special workshops to teach sign language and instructional products for people of all ages and needs. With new DVDs coming out soon, check her website for more information at signingfamilies.com. From time to time, Louise will be joined by her daughter, Natasha Sattler, who will give a college-age perspective to the show. So pour that morning cup of coffee and join us here on Toginet every Wednesday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Central. You never know who will show up for Learning and Laughter with Louise on toginet.com. Let's chat it up with Bloom Talk with Barb Scala on Toginet. Thursday afternoons at 3 Eastern, 2 Central. And find out how women are growing, blossoming, and blooming in their friendships and careers, health, and so much more. It's Bloom Talk with Barb Scala. Check out our website, bloomwithbarb.com. Whether you want to transplant your life or just do a little pruning, Bloom Talk will inspire you to cultivate the lifestyle you want to live. Join lifestyle coach and co-author of Sanity Savers, Barb Scala, each week on Bloom Talk and sprout your dreams. Grow your life. I hear a lot from women. I want meaning in my life. I want a fulfilling life. I want to do something that's exciting. And I can control my life instead of my life controlling me. I can tell the world this is who I am and, and this is what I'm all about. Barb will introduce you to dynamic guests and real women who are redesigning, re building and reinventing their own lives and bloomstorm how you can dream create and grow the lifestyle you want to live it's bloom talk with barb scala thursday afternoons at three eastern two central on toginet.com welcome back to motherhood talk radio the most powerful voice in women's issues for more information check out the website motherhoodtalkradio.com now let's get back to the show with your host sandra back and christy holly Mothers, this is Sandra Beck, and I am here with my delightful co-host, Christy Holly. Hey, ladies. And we have Suzanne Wilson, who's not just a pretty face. She's got a lot of things going on. She's a wife and a mother. She is the owner of Beadforia, and she has a great website, www.beadforia.com, and she has an outstanding blog, beadforiablog.com. You can navigate to all these things from her website, and um, you can catch her on Facebook and check out her fan page because she's really got it dialed in. Um, and just so you guys know how to spell this, it's Beadforia, B-E-A-D-P-H. O 
L-O-R-I-A.com, and I'm going to have Suzanne explain how she came about the name for her company. Well, I really enjoy beading, and I really enjoy sharing it with others. And when you're doing beading, a lot of times whatever is bothering you or whatever is stressing you out, when you sit down and you start beading, a lot of those problems seem to go away. It just brings about a state of happiness and pride when you finish something and you produce a work of art from a bunch of beads. And I thought about happiness that beading beading brings. I thought about the joy that beading can bring so many people. So what I thought is, well, another name for that is euphoria. And a way to express that and combine it is beadphoria. That is so great. So like kind of euphoric beading. Yes. Yeah. See, and I got to tell you, for those of you at home, you know, listening to this or at work, going like, "Oh yeah, I'd like to bead." I mean, it is so fun. It is. I mean, for me, I mean, the beads ended up all over the floor. The necklace sucked, and um, and I actually, not. I actually threw the bead mat down. Okay, but I did throw the bead mat down more than once. Going, I hate this. <laughs> but that's just because I have no talent. But it sounds so therapeutic. <laughs> Oh, but the one thing that Suzanne really helped me understand was like, you know, creativity takes, you know, different forms. And Suzanne, what are some things that uh, you do um, to come up with designs? Well, some of the things that I do is I will flip through magazines and get inspired. There's some great beading magazines out there. There is Bead Style, Bead Trends. Those are a couple of the magazines that are out there that are great for people that are just starting out. Also, sometimes I will pick a pendant or a focal bead that will inspire me by the colors that are in it. Also, the way that I tell people to sometimes work on a necklace is go towards something that draws you. If you're drawn to certain beads, pick those out. Don't think of them as beads. I say think of them as colors in a coloring box and play with them. They're not meant to intimidate. What's great about beads is they're tactile. You want to touch them and play with them and place them in different ways. And also sometimes a piece of clothing can inspire you. I mean, how many well, times... Maybe had- that was the problem that I had because when I went to make my first, um, my first bracelet, or I think it was a necklace, um, Suzanne, you gave me some really good advice at that. Did I take it? No. <laughs> I actually looked at, um, I just, uh, I, I looked at the dog that, you know, my two little dogs that I had to put down to sleep last year had similar coats, and I actually went to Michael's, and I bought beads that reminded me of my dogs. Oh. So, yeah, it was probably not, like, the most best thing for your first bead thing out of the box, but I was like, oh, look, they look like my dogs, but they were, they were tactile, and it actually comforted me. They were almost like Greek worry beads, like I could, you know, because of course I strung them improperly, <laughs> there were big spaces between them, but I could sit there and think about my dogs and like move the beads back because they were stone and they were smooth and they kind of clicked like those Greek worry beads. Yep. But you're right, you could, you could pretty much be totally inspired by anything around you if you look. Yes. Yeah, there is a lot of great books on color out there right now, and they're 
is ways where, you know, you can even take a, take a photograph from your vacation, one of your favorite photographs, and use that to be inspired by the colors. That's true. Then your jewelry piece, too, would have meaning. Right. Exactly. It would suck, but it would have meaning. <laughs> meaningful jewelry. Right. So, and you then, know, you talk a lot about books. Uh, you've been published. Yes, I have. Yes. And what are some of the publications you've become published in? I've been in a book called Earrings, Earrings, Earrings. And I'm actually wearing the necklace and earrings that were in that book. And oh. I was also in, two of my designs were in a book called Four Seasons of Beating. That is so cool. You know, and it's funny, before preparing, you know, before the show today, we were preparing and we were looking at your website and, you know, Jill was just on it and she's like, the extra large beadboard looks like a racetrack. A oh, woman <laughs> after my own heart. Um, but uh, Christy was on there and she was really admiring one of your neck, or was it a bracelet or a it necklace? It was a bracelet. I think it was this, I think it was called the spring bracelet. Is that, is that what was on there? Um, there was the jeans jacket bracelet, and then there's also like a spring necklace. Oh, maybe it was oh, it looked like a bracelet. But it was so beautiful that I, I think I might have to have that. Oh, you know what? It was a spring. It was on my blog. That's what it is. I haven't okay. had time to put that one up into my shop yet. Oh, okay. So if you want it, you need to let me know now. Going <laughs> fast. I know. Well, I need, I, need to, I need to look at it, and I might order more than so, – do we order them from you or on the website? Um, you can work? contact me t- directly. Most of my designs that I make are original. Okay. I feel that each woman is an original so that they should have original designs. And let's face it, there's nothing worse than walking into a party and seeing somebody in the same dress. So, <laughs> and it's, not, it's the same way when you walk in and see someone wear the same jewelry. So I like each woman to have their own unique piece. Okay. Well, so, Suzanne, does that stand to reason that um, for jewelry, like, does jewelry say something about a woman? A lot of times it does. It can express either a simple style or sophisticated style. It can, what I like about jewelry is it can even express the mood you're in, whether you feel playful or maybe you feel more simple that day and you might wear something that's just on a, a simple chain or maybe you want to feel bold, so you'll feel wear something that has a big pendant. Um, it can also make you feel more confident on days that you maybe are not feeling so hot. A piece of beautiful jewelry can make you feel better about yourself. Now, I like to wear rocks, so what does that say? <laughs> rocks and fossils. Hey, that, that means that um, you are steady and sturdy and that you are confident. That would be me. That would be me. The fossil thing doesn't mean like I'm old, a young body, or like, you know, any weird, like, you know, because there's one that I love, Suzanne, that you made. I think it's an ammonite. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's and so gorgeous. It's so gorgeous. I have an ammonite here at home, and it's like stuck in sandstone, and, you know, <laughs> obviously, I could have looked like Fred Flintstone or Betty Rubble wearing that, walking around. And your chin would be hitting the floor. Yeah. My, oh, my God. You're kidding <laughs> And, uh, yeah, it's big. It probably weighs, like, I don't know, six pounds, so we don't want to wear that around our neck. But, Suzanne, do you make custom jewelry for your customers? Oh, for sure, for sure. And I have done that quite a bit. I've also taken designs where somebody said, well, I like that piece, but could you change uh, this for that or swap out this bead for maybe a metal piece? And I'm always happy to oblige my customers. 
Well, and then we could, like, you know, Christy, we could, um, you know, we could totally be like, Christy, what are you wearing today? I'm wearing a Suzanne Sladek Wilson piece. How about you? <laughs> we could totally do that. I just got to get in gear and get what I want <laughs> before somebody else gets it. Yeah. I know. We just, you know, it's like, it's like the QVC or the shopping channel. Get it now. Get it now. Get it now. Stressful. It is very stressful, you know, because we cannot shop while we're on the air. <laughs> we can do many things. You know, we can we can drink Diet Coke. We can, you know, what else do we do while we're on the air? I can't say. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, ladies. Oh, you know, we were so scared the first show. Now we've got it going on. We're dialed in. We're rocking out. It's just... And I got to tell you guys, I mean, to be able to, I got to thank like TogiNet because not only has everybody been wonderful in producing this show, you know, Carrie and Jill, and then there's John and there's uh, Bell, Bell guy who does the music is so great. And of course, you know, we all love Rick, so we have to thank Rick for keeping us together, especially me and Christy. He actually got Christy on the Togi chat and, um, you know, we just, it's so much fun, you guys, to be able to work with people you like and to be able to go on the air with your good friend and then to have your good friend from Chicago be the guest. It's like, you know, when I do this little hour show with Christy and with Suzanne and last week we had Lisa from Happiness, I mean, it is so much fun and it's it's such a gift. It's such a gift um, that, that's been given to me. So I just want to thank everybody at Toganet and, you know, thank you, Suzanne and Christy for being so fun. Oh. We do have fun. We love you, too. We might even bead together sometime. I doubt it, but, no, you know. No, we could do that. I would like to try it. I haven't tried it. It looks, ugh. Yeah, it does we look can... kind of overwhelming. No, in the next couple of weeks, we're hoping to have some YouTube videos up. <gasps> those people that would like to learn how to bead, they can get to the Beadphoria channel and be able to learn some of the basics. You know, that would be so great because, you know, for me especially, and I think I called you, Suzanne, from from Michael's, I was completely overwhelmed. I mean, there's just, like, strings and strings and, you know, there's black, brown, green, blue, you know, gold and silver. And, you know, I went in there thinking, I'm going to make this necklace. It's going to be so great. Walked in there, and then I just left because I got completely overwhelmed. How do you even know which ones are good beads and which ones are going to last? Break, I mean, it's confusing to me. It, 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 it is, and that's why when I teach my first class that I teach is shopping in a bead shop 101, because it is overwhelming. Oh, so we're not just stupid. Okay, good. No. <laughs> good, no. good. Definitely not. It, it is overwhelming, and that's why I'm always happy to help people with any questions they have. Oh, good, because we were just wondering, like, too much laundry soap, you know, <laughs> done something to our brains. Um, you know, it, it is. It's overwhelming. And when we get back from break, um, I want to talk to you, Suzanne, a, a little bit about, like, how you became a reader reviewing uh, publications and a little bit about, like, what your, um, what your philosophy is, because your stuff is really high-end. It's very elegant. It's so pretty. Check it out at Beadphoria, B-E-A-D-P-H-O-R-I-A.com. And we are going to break. Mom, here's your...
your show, Motherhood Talk Radio, giving you interesting, inspiring, and influential information as you navigate everything from child care to corporate formation. This is Motherhood Talk Radio, and we'll be right back after these. Combine snide and remark, and you've got snark. Combine Lisa Mena and Valia Alvarez on Monday nights, and you've got deep dish snark. Monday nights at 9, 8 Central, part of the Her Insight Network. When you've had enough at work or at home, and you're ready to laugh, join Lisa and Value for their no BS look at the world and the people in it. They'll be serving up a no-holds-barred take on pop culture, current events, entertainment, and family matters. With segments like Accidentally Helpful, TV is Now My Hobby, and Who Sucks This Week? Deep Dish Snark delivers something for every girl who enjoys life with a dash of sarcasm. Lisa Manna is a former TV news anchor turned stay-at-home mom. She's making sure if anyone screws up her kids, it's her. Valya Alvarez suffers life as a jack-of-all-trades, mistress of none, by juggling a PR career, marriage, motherhood, and more. Don't miss Deep Dish Snark with Lisa Manna and Valya Alvarez. Monday nights at 9, 8 Central. Part of the Her Insight Network on Toginet.com. Get ready for the Not-So-Soccer Mom Tuesday afternoons at 1 Eastern, noon Central on Toginet with Jill Hickey. You name it, from politics to pop culture to Jill's search for the perfect bronzer and chicken salad. The Not-So-Soccer Mom will weigh in on it all. The sentence, I have no opinion about that, is one that Jill has never uttered. In the early 90s, Jill finally decided to put her thoughts, opinions, mom advice, love of pop culture, hummus, and Starbucks, working out, cosmetic shopping, and politics into an actual website and thus NotSoSoccerMom.com was born. Shortly after her fourth child, a boy, Jerome, now she's really got tons of topics to share with you. This is Laugh Out Loud Funny, and we're not kidding. What's a loud Nebraska girl who lived in Little Rock for many years and now is up in the Northeast doing, chronicling her opinions on everything? The wheels aren't off yet, but it's close. It's the Not-So-Soccer Bomb with Jill Hickey. Tuesday afternoons at 1 Eastern, noon Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Motherhood Talk Radio, the most powerful voice in women's issues. For more information, check out the website, motherhoodtalkradio.com. Now, let's get back to the show with your hosts, Sandra Back and Christy Holly. Hey, moms, we're here at Motherhood Talk Radio. I'm here with my, let's see, I've called you lovely. I've called you delightful. Thank you, thank you. How about my gal pal? <laughs> okay, I'll go with that. Yeah, she is so my gal pal. We, have, we hike, we work out. You'd think we'd be more fit, but that's okay. Don't. It's okay. Oh, we're, getting, we're, getting we're getting there. We're getting there. We're working on it. Working on it. That's a different show. That's a whole different show. I know. <laughs> we're like, put the big piece of jewelry on to take away from <laughs> any other body part problems. <laughs> it works, doesn't it, Suzanne? It does. It, jewelry always draws people to the face. And that's well, yeah, why like, yeah. <laughs> and that's why I am nine hundred pounds from the neck down. <laughs> well, you know, I have this huge honking necklace. Maybe then I could wear my ammonite <laughs> yes. in sandstone. Yeah, see, but, and, you know, uh, but Sandy, what have I always said? Or Sandra, what have I always? No, said? you can't call me that. I know, I know. She knew I me slipped. a long time ago when I was Sandy. And I haven't been Sandy for a long time. No, I and I even had a post-it note on my computer to remind me, Sandra. Oh, it's so. okay. But um, <laughs> what if I just talk about a 900-pound woman with a sandstone necklace? How bad can Sandy be? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Sandra, I have told you so many times, my, no woman should have a naked neck. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm naked. I have my cross on. 
See? There you go. You know, the thing is, is that it, it makes having some earrings on or a necklace or a bracelet, it's like having the cherry on top of the sundae. It just completes it. Well, and there is something that makes you feel really good. Like, I don't know about you guys, like when I go out and I put my earrings on or I put my bracelet on or like, you know, as my divorce is getting finalized, you know, I went out and I bought myself a little ring. And, yeah. you know, I know like we're not supposed to be um, like materialistic and, you know, but then I'm like, oh, screw that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. What's wrong with that? It's okay. But it does it, make you feel good. It does. And, it, you know, it's not so materialistic if, if it's something that makes you feel better about yourself and gives you that extra little boost of confidence if you need it. That's true. It does give me a boost of confidence. Like if I put on my good jewelry, I'm like, okay. <laughs> when I put on your good jewelry, <laughs> I get a little boost myself. <laughs> Sitting here naked from the neck. Uh-huh. <laughs> See, now I personally, I have my gold cross on that I bought when my mom first got sick with cancer. So we're going to say, mom, mom, you know, feel better. My mom has stage four breast cancer. So anybody listening can send some, you know, good things her way. So I have that cross that I almost never take off. And then I have this really cool, funky toe ring that I just love because we know after last show, <laughs> I think I talked about my feet the last show, that I just really like my toes and you shouldn't neglect your feet. Yeah, why we're and, and jewelry making with jewelry making uh, and uh, speaking of that, we did a big thing for Gilda's Club. A group of us got together and made a bunch of jewelry and necklaces for cancer patients. Oh, that's right! I forgot you did that. That was so great. Yes, yes. In honor of our friend Carla Tischler, who had passed away on uh, February twenty fourth. So in her honor, we made a bunch of jewelry so that the women at Gilda's Club could feel. Beautiful. That, you know, it's amazing. It's amazing. And it's so important, you know, because and my mom's going to shoot me for talking about her on the air. But, like, when she first started her chemo, like, and her hair fell out. And, you know, it was just really hard for her because my mom is really, you know, she's a pretty woman. And she's, you know, she's not vain by any means. But, you know, any of us losing our hair, um, you know, and you see all these, like, you know, the women with cancer, you know, like with these cool little hats and cool little things. And, you know, I was over at Roswell Cancer Institute where my mom's being treated in New York, and this woman came in, and she had the most fabulous earrings on. I mean, she was <laughs> totally bald, but I didn't see it. I'm like, oh, my God, great earrings. And and um, I could see, you know, what she's going through is really difficult, but, like, how cool is that, that, you know, during these difficult treatments that, you know, you partook in providing, you know, some great jewelry for women. Oh, yeah, it's, and that's important, and it's amazing. I had a student who was a student of mine for three and a half years and she, before she succumbed to cancer, and her name was Debbie, and we truly believed that the jewelry making probably extended her life and because it was something that she could do to relax and feel good, and it really meant a lot to her. Well, and that's so important because you're you're really talking about, you know, somebody who's, you know, with the treatments and all those things that, you know, that go on. I mean, there's a lot of us that have, you know, maybe physical conditions or, you know, specific things going on in our lives that make it hard for us to go out and do things. I mean, what do you really need to be a successful beater? Like what, you know, what's the, what's the, the, the basic package you need to have? Um, you need to have the basic tools. You need to have a crimper. You need to have a cutter. You need to have round nose pliers and flat nose pliers. 
You need to have a bead net, of course, like we talked about, (laughs) a bead board. Um, You need some beading wire. Uh, You also need some head pins to be able to make earrings, some earring findings, um, something, some sort of clasp, and crimps to be able to finish off your piece, and, of course, some fabulous beads. Now, can we get this stuff at your website? Of course. Oh, well, that's handy. <laughs> shameless plug. Shameless plug. <laughs> but it's all there. It's it's yeah. all there. Um, you can go there. And I think it's a lot less uh, overwhelming than, like, walking into a Michael's or a, I don't even know if Walmart has beads. I have no idea where you go to buy beads other than bead stores and, you know, Michael's. But, um, you know, I think, Suzanne, too, you have a you have a certain, like, not a methodology or a mission, but your stuff is, like, you scour the web for good buys, like good equipment, good beads, you know, things that are going to stand up. Well, and also many of the, the beads and the supplies, I do not put them on my site unless they've been thoroughly inspected by me, and I also make sure they're top-notch quality. I will go through thousands of beads at bead shows, and maybe come home with a hundred strands. If, wow! Just because I am that picky, I want to bring my customers only the best of the best. Now, when you were, um, you know, when you were first starting your business, there was somebody who is in your life who's sitting in the next room that we're going to thank because we're going to embarrass him. But he was—he's been a really, you know, he's been a really great husband in supporting your business. And I want to acknowledge Kevin Wilson, who's in the other room, who won't come in and let me put him on the air, but we're going to drag him on the air at some point anyway. But he has been a really good support uh, for you. And I really think, um, you know, for somebody like me who had to start a business on her own and do it on her own with no real husband support, no, you know, I had family and girlfriend support, but, you know, we we do want to acknowledge Kevin for his part in your success. Oh, for sure. Uh, There's no way that I could have done it without him. He has been phenomenal support to me, not only financially, but also emotionally, also um, with the times where I I say to him, would you mind picking up Craig? I need to go meet with a client or I need to get ready for teaching class. Uh, He's fantastic that way. Has he ever made a necklace? Uh, No. (laughs) (laughs) What? What? But then again, you probably have never built a bike. This is, I was just about to say that I've never built a bike. And for yeah. those of you listening at home, Kevin, uh, her husband, owns a custom bike. Or you, you can explain it better, what he does. Um, he is a bicycle specialist. Um, he knows how to custom fit people. He's uh, one of the few certified bicycle fitters in the U.S. that is certified in two different systems. Now, and these are bicycles, not motorbikes, right? Correct, bicycles. So, and talk about somebody that knows what is top-notch and phenomenal. He has the most discerning eye of anyone that I've seen when it comes to knowing how to fit people and what is the right bike for them. That is so cool. I can remember leaving the when we, we we both went Kevin and I both went to Northwestern together, and we were leaving the library one night after studying, and he made me get on this like stupid, I shouldn't say, this very important bike of his. And I was so completely nervous because, you know, I had never been on, you know, a, a, a 
bike like this, much less a good bike. And I'm thinking, oh, God, I'm going to break it. I'm going to fall over. I'm going to hit a tree. <laughs> and he was just really great about the whole thing. And, you know, it's so funny because I probably, it's probably been 10 years since I've thought of that memory. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's, but, um, he's very good at what he does. So can we just throw a question over to Kevin? And why are the bicycle seats so small and uncomfortable? I mean, seriously, I, I get wedgies. <laughs> I mean, it hurts. You're like. That's a good question. Well, you know? then it's the wrong He will tell you then that's the wrong seat. Because yeah, well, I would need, like, a great big one. <laughs> <laughs> it also butt. has to do with the position and how high the seat is up. He knows all that stuff. Well, okay, so so we can go to beatforia.com right. and email Kevin through Suzanne. Um, but, uh, you know, Kevin, we want to thank you for making all of this possible with Suzanne. And so, Suzanne... You are a reader for other publications, yes. and um, I want to ask you, most of our people that ask questions about this, how did you get published? If you can quickly run through that with us. Well, it, it really was one of those what-the-heck moments. I had some photos that my father, William Sladek, was kind enough to take for me, and I submitted to one of the major publications on a lark, and within three days they said, well, not what we're looking for. And Ooh, yeah, bad publication, bad publication. Well, um, but I said to myself, you know, that one's not really my favorite anyways. Let me try this one that is. And within four hours of me submitting the photographs, I got an email back from the editor saying your work is fabulous. It took two out of my six designs that I submitted and the rest is history. That is so great. That is so great. And it just shows Suzanne, you know, what you can do when you put your mind to it. You took your hobby and you, you with the support of your husband and family, you know, turned it into this great business. You have an outstanding website presence, beadphoria.com, B-E-A-D-P-H-O-R-I-A.com. You are an inspiration. You've been so helpful to me. Um, You've just been amazing, and, I, and I'm so thankful that you're here with us today to share uh, in this information. Oh, it's been my pleasure, Sandy. It's Sandra, I can't even tell you how much that Motherhood Incorporated has been such a wonderful support for me through this whole thing and that you can always get a hold of me through beadforia.com or on and what's that webpage again? www.beadforia.com, B-E-A-D-P-H-O-R-I-A.com. Or you can email me at Suzanne, S-U-Z-A-N-N, at feedforia.com. Thank you for being a part of Motherhood Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Christy Holly. Part of the Her Insight Network on Toginet.com.